Welcome to Faith and Freedom. We hope to inform, inspire, and encourage you to stand up for faith and freedom as we discuss victories and challenges in the courts, in public policy, and in the culture. Faith and Freedom is brought to you by Liberty Council, a litigation, education, and policy organization. Join us now as we address the latest cultural issues across America and around the world. Kim Davis will request review by the full Court of Appeals regarding a qualified immunity defense. I'm Matt Staver, founder and chairman of Liberty Council. Joining me on Faith and Freedom to discuss this case is Holly Mead. You know, Matt, here's another case that's been going on since 2015 that we're still fighting. Yeah, this is the Kim Davis case. She is the former Rowan County, Kentucky clerk. And in 2015, in June, the U.S. Supreme Court issued a 5-4 decision in the Obergefell case, which ultimately went haywire. Three of those justices are no longer on the U.S. Supreme Court. They have been replaced by other uh, justices appointed by President Donald Trump. And uh, this Obergefell case ruled that uh, there was a right to have a same-sex marriage and laws that banned marriage between two people of the same sex violated the Constitution. Obviously, that is a judicial activist decision. Chief Justice John Robert issued the strongest dissent I've ever seen from him. In fact, probably one of the strongest dissents I've ever seen from any chief justice in history. Uh, it was a very well-written dissent. He refused to call the justices justices. He refused to call them the majority. Instead, he called them five lawyers, uh, which was a derogatory term. Obviously, they are lawyers, but they're also justices of the United States Supreme Court, and he refused to call them that. And he said that uh, you shouldn't celebrate this ruling because the Constitution, he said, has nothing to do with it. He was so right. So this came down in June of 2015. But since then, hasn't um, Justice Thomas kind of telegraphed that they need to rehear that case? He did. He did that in the Dobbs decision. And and frankly, you have uh, a number of people that are, are new uh, to replace those three uh, that were on the bench. Um, and those three likely could go the other way. I think the Obergefell same-sex marriage decision is hanging by a thread, frankly. But besides that, this decision came down and assuming even that it was right, and I don't agree that it was, but assuming even that you have a decision from the Supreme Court that's correct, and it strikes down a law, a statute, such as a marriage statute in this case, um, that law, that decision is not necessarily self-effectuating. It may just say that particular law can't be used in the way that it's being used, but it doesn't rewrite the law. So in other words, assuming that you have this decision coming down, which you did, and it rules that a law that says marriage is only between a man and a woman, and it strikes that down, what that means is you can't use that law anymore to only be between a man and a woman. However, that doesn't mean that all of a sudden people of the same sex can get married in that state. Why? Because Every detail of marriage is regulated by state law, and some of those details differ from state to state. What about the natural law? I mean, God created male and female in a marriage as a foundation of our society. What about that? Well, that, that's certainly another argument as well, but I'm just talking about a, before you even get to something like that. When you have uh, a statute in this case that governs the clerks, 
And in fact, Kim Davis was a clerk elected by the people, and her entire authority, whether she has authority or she doesn't have authority, is totally regulated by the state law. She cannot go outside of that law because she has no authority outside of that law. So if the law that's in effect is no longer effective, she's in a frozen position until the state passes a law that activates and redirects her particular role. She can't just go out when there's no authorizing statute to say that she's going to marry two people of the same sex. To do so, she would be putting herself in jeopardy. She has no authority to do it. She can only do what mm -hmm. she is allowed to do, directed to do by state law. And that state law now has been shredded by the U.S. Supreme Court. In fact, the president of the Senate of the state legislature filed a brief in our defense saying that the laws have been shredded and that before anything happens, the Kentucky legislature needs to act. It's not just self-effectuating. So Kim Davis, apart from her religious conviction, apart from her religious conviction, once the law is struck down, she is frozen. In other words, the marriage laws are in limbo at that point in time until the legislature comes back into session and they can do it on an emergency basis and pass new laws that direct the clerks, this is what you need to do now. So that's number one. There's no way that she had any authority to marry people of the same sex. Secondly, she obviously had a religious objection to doing so. So what she did is she stopped all marriages, whether it's opposite sex or same sex. Why? Because, number one, the laws were shredded. Right. And they're decimated by this decision. And um, she had a religious accommodation request. She gave that accommodation request to the then Democratic governor, uh, Bashirs. He refused to give an accommodation. But uh, a year or two before that, he gave an accommodation to his own attorney general, who said that he has a conscience objection to defending Kentucky's marriage law that says it is only between a man and a woman. So he said, okay, I'm not going to require you to violate your conscience. You can opt out of defending it. And he went out and got a private law firm to defend the law on behalf of Kentucky. So he accommodated his attorney general, who was opposed to the law that says marriage is between a man and woman. The next year or two, Kim Davis says, I want an accommodation because I have a religious conviction contrary to giving my name, title, and authority to a law or to a marriage that violates uh, God's definition of marriage between a man and a woman. Right, because her name was on that marriage certificate. Yeah, it's not just like giving out a certificate. It's her name, her title, and authority. Right. And she is the author of that, mm -hmm. the authorization of it. She could not authorize, authorize something that God does not authorize. And he refused to give an accommodation. So she was sued by these uh, same-sex couples. Uh, these same-sex couples could have traveled uh, just a few more miles to another clerk where they could have gotten a marriage license, um, but instead they targeted her because of her religious conditions. And threw her in jail for, what, six days for standing for her faith. And the judge threw her in jail for six days. That's right. This took on an international flavor at mm -hmm. that point. It became this worldwide phenomenon. 
uh, around the globe where this was discussed, um, and she was in jail. It was uh, an amazing time. Uh, we ought to talk about that at some other time, but uh, it was an amazing time for her. It was an amazing time for me to see Kim Davis, our client, dressed in the orange jumpsuit uh, the day after she was incarcerated. Right. But then Mac Bibbon became governor and gave her the accommodation that she'd asked for all along. Yeah, and he uh, took office in December of the same year, 2015, and he gave an executive order that gave her an accommodation, which she'd asked for. And then uh, the legislature in April of 2016, they came together, Democrats and Republicans, unanimously, not a single dissent, they passed a law that gave accommodation to people who objected based on conscience or religion to not participate in a same-sex marriage. And so they opted out these individuals and accommodated them. All because Kim Davis stood for what was right. Right. And so these individuals then, they continue to pursue this case. And now they're saying, well, she violated clearly established law and she's not entitled to what's called qualified immunity and she's not entitled she said they said they argued to religious accommodation and basically these same-sex couples who which already got their license just basically want her head on a they, platter. they've always wanted her head on a platter and that's yeah. why they they targeted her to get the marriage license instead of going a few miles mm -hmm. to another place literally just a few miles away where they could have gotten the same marriage license right. they targeted her because of her faith and that is solely why they did it and now they're targeting her, and they want her personally, not the state necessarily, but her personally, to pay for their attorney's fees and the cost, which are who knows how much, but it could be hundreds of thousands of dollars. We're defending that, and uh, we're now taking that up again to the Court of Appeals, asking for the full Court of Appeals to review the matter. Uh, absent uh, that review of this matter again by the full Court of Appeals, we'll go back down to the trial and we will put front and center the religious accommodation defense. And then that will ultimately be perhaps all the way back to the U.S. Supreme Court. Justices Thomas and Alito already have seen this case one time. And while it was only on qualified immunity and not religious freedom, they said this case might be one worth reviewing because of the mess the court made in 2015 in the Obergefell case. So this case has a long way to go and has Supreme Court written on it. But continue to pray for Kim Davis and our defense of her religious freedom. For more information, lc.org. You've been listening to Faith and Freedom, brought to you by Liberty Council. Visit Liberty Council's website at lc.org. The website again, lc.org.